Yo, yo, yo. Welcome into another episode of my cat's least favorite podcast, the Dynasty Dogs Podcast, brought to you by Win Daily. I'm your host, Dynasty Dog Rich. Alongside me, as always, is Dynasty Dog Mike. What's going on? You don't Mike? even have a cat, you <laughs> fucking liar. <laughs> hey, man, I had the feed, I had the feed off of what you say, so I had True. cats growing up. <laughs> True. You did. You did. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They scared the shit out of me whenever I would sleep over your house because they would just, I'd be sleeping on your floor in the living room and all of a sudden you'd just be here scurrying. I'm like, what the fuck? My daughter's obsessed with cats. I don't know why, but she's obsessed with cats. Yeah, she loves cats. Um, She also loves your dogs too from the things you've sent me. Yeah, she was. She does, but she just likes cats. Um, Probably smaller smaller and easier to grab. That's a great way to open the show, I guess. Not with uh, our plans here of talking about the coaching hires that we have. I, one thing about Rich, by the way, everyone, <laughs> if you throw him off just the tiniest bit, the whole, the whole thing's going to be screwed up for about 10 minutes until you welcome get him back to, on track. Welcome to the life of ADHD, dude. That's, yeah. that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, well, anyway, back on course. We've got coaching hires to go over um, a whole hell of a lot since last week. And in honor of tomorrow's Royal Rumble, we are going to do sort of like a keep trade cut, uh, but Royal Rumble edition for the Dynasty. Um, we'll go over players. We'll say who you would rather have. The other players will get eliminated. Comprende? Over the top rope. Over the top rope. Two feet have here. to hit the floor. Yep, they have to hit the floor. There's no Kofi Kingston saving nope. themselves on chairs and stuff like that. Here I you go. Know. Being off tangent. How do you think tomorrow he saves himself? Because he's going to. He's going to. He's going to land um, on something. So I think it would be cool because like, I don't think Big E is ready to wrestle or anything like that. Who knows if he that ever would will be cool. again. If they have him like just catch him. Because I'm sure Big E could probably still do that. Yeah. Because he's just he's strong and everything yeah. like that. I think he could catch him or somehow... Mm-hmm. Help him, you know, maybe not catch him, but like kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, just a real quick trust fall kind of thing instead of like yeah. a full catch. That's like a maybe good call. they'll do something like that. You I like that. if he if that if that did happen, they kept it on the wraps. Um, there we go. <laughs> not like everything else that's coming out about <laughs> WWE. Um, yeah. Vince McMahon is just straight getting shitted on, but that's a story for another day. That could be, by the way, but <laughs> yeah, well, that was a pun. <laughs> yeah, true. You get it, poop yeah. joke. <laughs> but uh let's get right into it you want to talk about the coaches first um yeah we'll get into that if you want who do you, uh, yeah, sure. do you want to start it off yeah so what do you think out of these what do we got one two three four four so four far with that happened this week yeah yeah what um which one is the most surprising to you so the most surprising i think would be raheem morris uh okay. in atlanta the only reason i say that is because it wasn't one that they had been mentioning that much like I kept hearing uh Bill Belichick had two or three interviews mm-hmm. Bobby Slowick had another interview set up um and I know they had one with Raheem Morris but I didn't really hear anything else after that mm-hmm. I mean maybe I missed it maybe I could be 100% wrong but I thought the top focus was um Belichick and Slowick uh okay and Raheem Morris I, I completely forgot had, had worked for the Falcons before yeah, he was an intern with the Falcons, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an intern with the Falcons, and then I know he got a shot somewhere, right? He was, um, I think he coached somewhere, but he was it was early on in his career. Um, let me see. It was so, funny. Um, I was listening to like a, a brief um, snippet of Sean McVay 
uh, podcast mm-hmm. with Peter Schrager. And mm-hmm. he was, Raheem Morris said something to him. He's like, how would you feel about me coaching the wide receivers? And McVeigh said something like, how, do, you, do you even know how to do that or something like that? And he goes, how hard could it be? Oh, good fucking job, Julio. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it ain't that right. hard. No, um, he did get, he was a head coach um, early on. He, he was the was interim head in, coach, right? At Atlanta. He was in Tampa from 09 to 11. So, right, but wasn't he the interim head coach for the Atlanta Falcons as well at one point, if I'm not mistaken? Or Yeah, he was in 2020. So they do Atlanta have a track a while. with him. Yeah. He was in Atlanta for five years. Um, but, I mean, I'm glad to see he got another shot. Um at a head coaching spot because he was what he was like, he was 35 when um, mm-hmm. he took over in Atlanta and then coached a couple seasons and then obviously, you know, moved on. But I think, you know, this, this season could be different for him. Maybe this is what they need. Hopefully. Uh, yeah. I think for he's the dynasty a, uh, community. I hope so. Yeah. For my mental health, I really hope so because I have a lot of stock in um, Bijan and I've been going out and getting a lot of Drake London and I think people should be too. By the way, mm-hmm. I think Drake London is a very good buy. Um, I have heard that Raheem Morris is interested in bringing in the uh, QB coach for the Rams, which would be nice uh, okay. if they could kind of bring that Rams style of football. You know, Bijan in the Kyron role, maybe Drake London in the Puka Nakua role. It could be, could be real nice. Yeah, could be. But I don't know. They need a quarterback though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Desmond Ritter still in it. I don't think. I could see them either they would have. I think they have to move up to get one if they're going to do that rep route. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kirk Cousins is in play for them to trade for. I don't think you'd have to give up that much. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think you'd cost that much to get him there. And I think you know maybe Justin Fields. Like I, that name's been thrown around a lot. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think with Raheem Morris. You know, coming from that Rams style, I think Kirk Cousins or drafting a quarterback is probably the the route that they're going to go. Just because, like, you know, look at the Rams and what they've had. Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, you know, very pocket-passing quarterbacks. Not mm-hmm. so much of Justin Fields' athletic freak-type quarterbacks. What pick What pick did I hit? Eight, again, for like the third year in a row. Oh, yeah. Eight, I mean, I guess they could, I mean, if they traded back, like Bo Nix. Bo Nix is like projected like the mid rounder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Penix in the second, maybe late first. His stock. I mean, again, we're going to see both of those guys, or I'm going to see both of those guys at the Senior Bowl this weekend. So their stock mm-hmm. could go up or could go down based on how they look this week. There's yeah. also another guy I really like, and I know we're kind of going off uh, topic here. Michael Pratt, Tulane quarter uh, quarterback. He's mm-hmm. probably going to be a late second, probably third round quarterback. I could see him sneaking into the second just because of the quarterback needy teams that were, you know, at this point in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, that dude's got a really nice arm. Like it's not the strongest, but he, I feel like when he throws it deep, it just kind of drops in a bucket. It's not, it's Puts very nice. On, guys. Yeah. And his short to intermediate passing, he's very accurate. I think his college career, he had less than 30 interceptions. Oof. That's, that's impressive. impressive. That's decent. I mean, yeah. So that's we'll somebody I'm we'll looking forward to. Um, the next. So who was your second? Maybe not the most surprising, but like who had the best hire out of the rest? 
Um, I think the Chargers. I think that's a lock um, for mm-hmm. the best coach. I think Harbaugh obviously could his stock couldn't really be higher coming off of, um, you know, the national championship win. Obviously, I know he had some of that um, those those cheating scandals and all, but mm-hmm. what whatnot. So, um, yeah, I think that'll really work well for for um, for Herbert. Hopefully, he's there long term, and they can stop the the coaching carousel for the damn guy. People keep um, saying, hold on, I keep seeing people that Harbaugh's going to trade Justin Herbert and draft J.J. McCarthy. And that'd be funny. I will absolutely lose my mind if that happens. Well, I mean, if you look at it, he'd probably get a haul. Like, <laughs> You would get yeah, a haul probably. back for him. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend so, it. You wouldn't trade him? Herbert? No. I mean, he's only for, 25 years old. And he's, for what? He's what pretty... would you get? Like, what would you get? Like three first round picks? You would have to get four first round picks. Yes, at least three. I like that's why those quarterbacks like that, like those twenty-five-year-old, like twenty-five-year-old uh, quarterbacks who still have a whole lot of promise, don't get traded that often because it's just so damn expensive. Yeah, it would be crazy though if that happened. Do it and trade for uh, and draft JJ McCarthy. What does he project what, a third round? What if? Let's just what if you know this is a big what if because there's no way this happens. What if Atlanta trades the one eight plus whatever else they have to get, and Justin Herbert goes to Atlanta? Holy that would be funny. shit! <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be good. Um, yeah, but that we're, it's not fantasy. That's the real NFL. <laughs> yeah, um, no. I don't know. Is I think this that'd be real? Fun. <laughs> Is this just fantasy? It's just fantasy. <sighs> But uh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh. Whoa, where are you going there? Buddy? <laughs> well, you were just you were just singing Queen, so I've been oh, <laughs> I thought your computer was skipping on me. Uh, no, Jim Harbaugh is a very good hire. Uh, I know that was kind of like the hand picked place that he wanted to go because he wanted to work with Justin Herbert from all mm-hmm. reports. Um, and and Los Angeles isn't a bad place to be in. No, I would imagine I mean, not a bad not. city. And it's his second time in California. You know, when he was the San Francisco 49ers head coach. Yeah. And you could easily say, I mean, Kaepernick for that period of time was a very talented quarterback. But yeah, Justin Herbert's another level of quarterback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's probably the best quarterback he's ever coached and may ever coach. Who knows? How uh, long was I, he in San Francisco? Not that long. It wasn't super long. Um, but, I mean, he that team was good. That team was very good. Yeah. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, and then the lights went out and they lost to the Ravens. Remember that, dude? I was like yeah. watching, like, what the fuck is going on? I thought The Undertaker was about to come out just based on wrestling again. Yeah, right? Let me see, Jim. Where did he go after that, AJR? Um, he didn't get right didn't to Michigan. Right? No, he didn't go right to Michigan from there. He, uh, went. he went somewhere else. He did. Did he go right to Michigan from there? Yeah, from 15, so 2015 to 2023. Oh, wow. I didn't think Before he was that, there for he was that at Stanford. Long. Oh, before, yeah, before the uh, so 49ers. Yeah. Stanford, 49ers, Michigan, Chargers. Hmm. It's like he's going to go back to college again and then come back to the NFL. Hey, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that hire. I think he, you know, he brings a very good mind um, to that organization who really needs uh, an overhaul. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're, they, they are in cap hell. And they really need to do some fixing over there. They need, they need, I don't know what the hell they need. Like they had, like they have a nice setup, but the, their two, one and two are always hurt. And then you got alligator arms taken over and that's like, can't do much with that guy. I mean, thank God I got rid of him. Thank you, God. I saw somebody uh, post on Twitter today, a 
comparison of Quentin Johnston and Keon Coleman. Oof. Yeah. I hope, I mean, I, I Statistic, hope not. I mean, like, no, nah, I don't believe it. <laughs> you said, no. The level, the level of competition in um, at Flor- that Florida State plays as opposed to TCU is like, is ridiculous. We know that we know that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, that sure. they're both what, 6'4? They both have the same body build. That's probably it. I think he's a bit uh, like thicker than Quentin Johnson. I think mm. Quentin's pretty lean. Is he? Yeah. Um, the other two hires, I, I liked both of these, believe it or not. I liked the Tennessee getting Brian Callahan, uh, mm-hmm. the Bengals offensive coordinator, and I liked uh, Carolina getting Dave Canales, the OC for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Which of those two, I'm going to ask two, two separate questions. Which of you think turns it around faster, and which do you think went to a better situation? I think on both accounts. Well, let me start by first Carolina uh, Dave Canales. I think that was my supr- most surprising hire. But, oh yeah, um, I forgot to ask you. Yeah, that yeah, was your they, most surprising. I mean, yeah, I just I kind of saw Vrabel go in there for some reason, but I guess not. Um, what he did with Baker, which was sensational last year. So, I mean, he can only go up from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, who I think turns it around faster and best situation are both Tennessee. I think Tennessee turns it around quicker. Um, I think they're a better situation. Carolina is literally like probably the worst situation you could be in. Almost. Yeah, I, I would agree um, with that. With the, the terms of they ain't got no draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, they put all their eggs in one basket and – Last year looked like shit. Um, their GM and owner are uh, terrible. Both, of them, both, both those teams awful. are pretty bad o- owners, though. Yeah, yeah, and but GMs. I think Carolina is pretty, pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> they're kind, of, you know, they're kind of screwed. You know, they they have no first round pick, and they just kind of, kind of sit and like hope something falls to them. Hope you know they can sign. I keep seeing all like these AI generated things i don't know if you see it like um, t higgins and stuff yeah like t higgins i see mike evans i'm like number one mike evans is a hall of famer and a 10-year veteran why the hell would he want to go to a dumpster fire in carolina yeah why I would he want to go there why would he I you mean, know what I, I mean not that i could see that not happening right uh, now there's I think absolutely t higgins, no is, uh, t higgins would be an interesting one because he's still so young he's young so, yeah and he could grow with uh bryce young uh, I think that makes sense. I think that's mm-hmm. a possibility. I would just have to, I don't know what Carolina's cap space or anything looks like. I would imagine yeah. it's not super, you know, bad. I would imagine it's right. pretty good because they don't have a whole lot of high value players on that team right now. Um, I do kind of agree with you though, that the Tennessee hire Brian Callahan. Um, I like that. I like that for Will Levis uh, being as, you mm-hmm. know, Canales has worked with, uh, I'm sorry, Callahan has Callahan. worked with, it, that's going to keep screwing me up. Yeah. But uh, has worked with you know Joe Burrow, Peyton Manning in the past, stuff like that. So it's and I think it's wasn't either him or his father is an offensive line coach. So like that could kind of help you know surround Levis with a good offensive line to keep him mm-hmm. upright. I think that's what I that was my first thought. Yeah, I I, I think so. Uh, but yeah, I, I like I like the fact that he's come from a good you know system. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good, you know, a, a good quarterback tree that he's worked with to come mm-hmm. over and help a young quarterback uh, that show, has shown some promise. Um, when it comes to Canales and Carolina, like you mentioned, they have no first round pick. I think their first pick is in the second round, which I mean is not terrible, but like mm-hmm. they need 
all the help they can get right now, uh, especially all as a wide receiver. <laughs> wide receiver can help for Bryce Young. But you mentioned, you know, Canales really, really, you know, and, and Tampa in general kind of revitalized, revitalized Baker's, you know, career. And yeah. it looks like he's going to get another contract. So as he should. Hope, yeah, he should. There is some hope for Bryce Young. And I think, you know, this helps his dynasty stock a little bit because I feel like it was starting to plummet and I still feel like it's pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see. It's a very wait and see with Bryce Young. I wasn't super mm-hmm. high on him coming out, but I, he's still super talented, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have him. So <laughs> I'm hoping it helps, man. I'm hoping it helps. I went uh, with him uh, over CJ Stroud. Wolf. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, so if he gets a guy like T. Higgins, I think I, I feel like he's got to have a better season than last year. He's got it's to because he's not really th- he's not really throwing anyone. I mean, Adam Thielen had a good good uh, season, yeah, but like, what was that? The crypt keeper, Adam Thielen, not like Adam yeah, Thielen right. from four or five years ago. You need um, to get him a guy he's going to grow with. The wide receivers, by the way, free agent wide receivers. You have T. Higgins, uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, there's a few more. So it's it's a pretty nice. Wes Watkins. Yeah, he, he can go to Carolina. <laughs> he's probably going to end up being their number one. But yeah, uh, it's a it's a nice free agent pool of wide receivers that they could. Yeah, I don't think Pittman's going anywhere, but I feel like they need to be in on T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. Like they need to, yeah. They throw the bag at them, I guess. They have to, absolutely have to. But I do like both those hires. Um, are you surprised that Belichick is still available? Vrabel is still available. Brian John, uh, Ben Johnson, not Brian Johnson, and uh, Pete Carroll are still available. Are you surprised those four are still available? So, I think. What's happening with Ben Johnson? As far as Ben Johnson is concerned, I know they're still playing. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be in Washington at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're kind of waiting to see and what's going on with these games um, tomorrow and Sunday. As for Pete Carroll, it's to me, it's like he's what seventy, he's like seventy-five. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, almost the same as Belichick, but I mean, different ilk. Um, Pete Carroll kind of, I think there's a disconnect with the players of today and him. He's, he, you know, he's an older guy. He's an old school guy. You gotta, you gotta find a guy who's going to make connection with the young guys. And that's just, that's just the way it is. That's the way the NFL is going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who, who is, oh, um, Gerard Mayo. He's just became the youngest coach, um, younger than Sean McVay. I mean, it's, that's just the way it seems to be going. I'm Mm. not surprised with, um, Pete Carroll, uh, Bill Belichick. I mean, I think they're he kind of wanted a lot of control. I mean, it we all like kind of knew that. We knew that, mm-hmm. right? And I, I mean, I talked about it on Twitter um, the other day. I think it, it, his resume speaks for itself. But then again, it kind of is a double edged sword because it speaks for itself that he has six rings, but it also speaks for himself that he could not draft, you know, a beer. Like if he went up to a draft, pour a draft beer, he would miss the cup. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like he's he so wanted a Miller Lite and he's got a Yingling. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he couldn't he couldn't be more off. I don't I don't I don't understand. Right. I don't understand how that even happens. But he he kind of like tries to outthink everyone all the time, and literally it never paid off for him. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I mean, within the first round, um, you know, late rounds. That's just you know crapshoot. I'm not going to say he's a genius for drafting. You know. 
who did you draft late? Uh, probably Brewski. Let's say Brewski was, I'm pretty sure Brewski was like, I mean, you're just throwing darts at a dartboard at that point. Right. Um, so I think that was kind of the reluctancy that teams had. We're like, well, we kind of, kind of give up the whole control. Um, and it seemed like he wasn't ready to give that up or, um, you know, relinquish the control. So that's where I am with that. I think he sits out a year. Yeah, I think um, so too. Sees kind of what opens up next year. But like, mm-hmm. it ain't looking too good. Well, I mean, well, the Eagles probably, the Bears. <laughs> I mean, hey, this year this year is a prove it year for Nick Sariani. I think yeah, if, it's, well, if it goes the same be. way, I don't think he gets the same. Um, he doesn't come back. No, yeah, no. No. I don't this think is he his... makes it through the whole season, Nick Sirianni. Right, right. Um, so, but with Belichick, though, I 100 percent agree with you. Um, I think that's why Atlanta was a little reluctant. Yeah, and I'm, we talked about it last episode. I'm kind of like happy that he didn't go to Atlanta just because like, I didn't want Bijan to get like 40 carries one day. And then the next three weeks, it's like two and a half. Yeah. Carries. I hate that shit. Yeah. And I would absolutely like, that would just be the detriment to the dynasty community again. Uh, what about Vrabel? Are you a little surprised that Vrabel hasn't been hired? Um, yeah, I am. I, like I said, I thought he was going to be Carolina. Um, I think there's still two jobs, one job really open. I think that goes to Dan Quinn, but I mean, he could oh, get, <laughs> I mean, he, he works. He's cool. He wears his hat backwards. So, <laughs> like, there's nothing more that like makes me think you're a total dork when he's on the team. Number one, he's up in the booth. Like, you're so like, why are you up in the booth? And, then, and I mean, like a lot this. of defensive coordinators. He's, like, he's sitting there like this. A lot he's of like, defensive shut coordinators up. do from the booth. Do though. they? Do they though? Yeah. I feel like a lot do because they can see different formations a little bit better from I up think top. It's, I think it's lame. I don't know. You're I'm being old, very old, old school right now, yeah. Richard. I mean, who, who, what, Sean Dasani water was up there? That was it. That's who was up there. And where's he at now? The unemployment line. Was, well, uh, is, oh, real quick, is Matt Patricia gone or is he still there? Yeah. He, he's pursuing other options or okay. opportunities. But yeah, Vrabel. So the only job really open is Seattle. And it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. Like, I don't think Vrabel's going there. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. that way. Like, we could get shocked, you know. Um, like we have been, you know, with a few of these hires, um, Dan Quinn, I am surprised, like after that debacle against green Bay, like I'm still surprised he's getting like mm-hmm. offers, uh, to yeah. for interviews and stuff. Yeah. He's a very good defensive coordinator, but like look, we're, we talked about Atlanta earlier, like what he didn't do much in Atlanta for, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's, um, I don't know. I think a lot of teams are kind of trying to go towards young. the new young, Let's try to find this guy mm-hmm. um, when it comes to head coaches. So they might be ushered out, you know, those kind of guys. But um, Mike Vrabel's not that old. Like he's, no, he's, not. he's got to be like he's in not. his 40s. Yeah, I think he I that. think he waits it out another, another year. It doesn't I mean, it's possible that he's maybe in the next next season's coaching circle. Do you think he takes a, a coordinator job? He might. We have to see. To like kind of um, like. Hold on, what's Get this? the taste of being a coach. Vince McMahon res- resigns as WWE chairman. Wow. But anyway. That's uh, a surprise. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> back to what you said about Ben Johnson. I think you're right. That is uh, the future Washington Commanders uh, head football coach. Um, I think, like you said, they're waiting for the playoffs to be over. And like... Just think of the decent situation that he's going into, believe it or not. Like, we don't think Washington's very good, but, you know, they have the second overall pick. You have the chance to turn your franchise around with a, a 
a brand new quarterback. I don't think I don't think they stick with Sam Howell. I think they go Drake May or Jaden Daniels, whatever their their pick. That kind of sucks, but I think he showed does. promise. Like he definitely wasn't like a like a Taylor Heineke there, like who was like older right. and like he won games. This guy's young and he wasn't afraid to throw the ball. Like he, I thought he looked all right. See, yeah, I, I get that, but like there's a few things that kind of make me think they're going to do that. So it's, it's a brand new coaching staff. It's a brand new uh, front mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to bring their guy in. And like they have the opportunity to get one of the best two quarterbacks in this draft, what, yeah. whichever one they think that is. And the next year's quarterback class doesn't look too great. Just look, looking at it from you know the future standpoint, I, I think it would be hard for them to pass up uh, a quarterback right now. But I feel Especially like that's Ben Johnson coming in. Yeah, I, I feel you, but like I feel like that's the same thing every year. It's like, well, this the the quarterback class. There's always going to be a guy for you to, for you to take. You know what I mean? It just seems that way. Like there's not always going to be a Marvin Harrison Jr. on the board. You know what there's I mean? Also like, not going to be a Drake May, a Drake May, a Caleb Williams. Like who knows? I mean, I feel They're like Caleb gonna, I mean, Williams. They could move up to get him. Who knows? Yeah, and I feel like they. Yeah. I don't know. That would make sense. Like they move up to one and uh, the bears move down to two and take Harrison. And do you think they move to number one? Who Washington? I think it's, I think, no, I think, no, I think, no, does Chicago, do you think Chicago moves? Oh yeah. We talked about this. I think last week, I think I would, I would look into the option of doing that because of the way they could completely turn their franchise around with the amount of capital Mm -hmm. they can get, you know, what are that? One and eight, one and nine, 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 Damn, dude. They could do That's... a lot. Like if they move back, like say like four spots, they could do so much. You know, they could get the the best left tackle. Who, yeah, I think it's uh, the dude from Notre Dame. Alt. Um, they could get. Mm-hmm. They could get a lot, man. But this, they could see, get the defensive end, and then get a, a wide receiver at nine. They could do yeah. a lot. That's exciting, dude. I mean, it's like exciting for us because we like to like draft and shit like that. But like, just to be a fan of Chicago, kind of probably bleep. Oh, it has to be. Like, it has to be. <laughs> Um, misery right now. And it's yeah. got to be confusing too, because I'm sure there's a lot of people asking that question. Like, what should we do? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, but I actually have a quick thing that I found yesterday. Uh, somebody posted it on Twitter and I think it is the most Washington commanders thing I have ever seen in my life. Hmm. Do you want to hear what the Washington commanders coaching staff looked like at one point? Oh yeah. Go ahead. So you ready for this? Kyle Shanahan. Offense coordinator. We all know Kyle Shanahan is now the uh, coach of the San Francisco 49ers, possibly heading to the Super Bowl. Tight ends coach, Sean McVay, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams. That guy's a uh, former Super Bowl winner. I would say Mm -hmm. he's a pretty damn good coach. Next one is uh, Mike McDaniel. Everybody loves Mike McDaniel down in uh, Miami. He was the wide receivers coach. The quarterback coach was Matt LaFleur, as you may know from the Green Bay Packers head coach. (laughs) Bobby Slowick. A uh, highly sought after offensive coordinator from the Houston Texans was the defensive assistant in Washington. <laughs> and Raheem Morris, who is the now head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, was the defensive backs coach. How the fuck do you sell that to your franchise that your your fan base that all those guys were on their <laughs> on their uh, coaching staff in 20, 2013 and none of them are there and none of them are the head coach of your football team? That's kind of wild, isn't it? Like you got to yeah. be like they got to be like thinking like none of these. Maybe two of these guys will pan out. They're like, nah, dude, every one of them is going to be like, yep, yep, yep. 
Yep. I mean, but that's just the, that's just the way that, you know, Washington, you said it yourself, you know, that's just, there couldn't be something more commander slash Redskins is that like, that is just, that's just the Mm -hmm. way they, you know, their, the owner is a nightmare. The, the whole name debacle and you wanting to change it. And then, you know, native Americans not wanting to change it, currently fighting to get a change back. And then you got all the coaches, you got, you got the, the stadium that's held together by zip ties. We've that been almost there. Killed and Jalen Hurts. <laughs> took out our boy. Um, that place is an absolute dump. Right. But and, and now under new ownership again with uh with Harris, the the mega money mogul over here who owns the Sixers, owns the the Devils, um, the Devils owns Washington. Whatever. That's a story for a different day. Um, but maybe he'll revitalize the team, put pump some money into it. You know, level that stadium. Put up like they a, have to. That's I mean, is one, not not great. I, I'm surprised a stiff wind don't blow whatever. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> it's probably yeah. It's it's better than it's better than MetLife, but you think so? I haven't um, been to MetLife in j- quite some time, but I've I been haven't either. Walk. But I know for a fact. I know I know for people's ACLs, it's better. <laughs> it's oh, definitely better. The, I can go solely based off of yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, just I thought solely, you meant like the stadium in general. Like Washington no. Stadium is pretty damn bad. Yeah, no, just the playing surface. I can, I think it's, I think we could safely say that MetLife is the worst stadium in the NFL because of that um, the ACL uh, claimer itself. Well, I think how many? What is it, like fourteen ACLs this year? Mm-hmm. Something like yeah, that. Something and like then that. There was like Achilles injuries and other ankle injuries there, but I digress. Yeah, that's good. If, typical Washington fashion. As that Bruce was Almighty under, that would was say, under, that, that is uh, the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> that was under Jay, Jay Gruden, right? Uh, 2013, yeah, it had to be. Yeah, under <laughs> under the AFL legend, Jay Gruden. Who was like fighting with Robert Griffin III on Twitter for like three days straight. I was like, I mean, what, he's, what is happening? He's fighting, he's he's racing pigeons. That was so, that was That's so weird. Funny come, that was a pretty funny comeback, though. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah. Los Angeles. Oh, he's a consultant. Okay. What happened? I was just reading the um, Jay Gruden's illustrious career of the of the, the Florida Tuskers. Is that where he is now? I actually have no idea. No, he was there in 09. Um, he was actually with the Rams in 2022, but that's it. But he's a, he's an Arena Football Hall of Famer, dude. You got to put he? some respect hey, on him. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um, <sighs> Who's there for? All right. So that I think that pretty much wraps up our coaching conversation i mean i guess it, it does bobby slowick get a job we didn't even we forgot to mention him like maybe he moves laterally i don't know i know the eagles are looking um i know they really happen too often where they they get like lateral moves especially somebody who's like very close to getting a head coaching job yeah. i don't think i think he would stay put don't you yeah i mean i mean if i'm him i would want to stay there i would take him over Dan Quinn in Seattle. Yeah. Well, they're very, I mean, it's very different based off your style. Like if you want a defensive, oh, yeah. I mean, I think personally, Dan Quinn will probably be better in Seattle than um, slow just because they have nobody there in, in at quarterback. So it's like, really, who do you have to work with? Whereas their Drew defense. Locke. Yeah. That, that whatever that, fucking, like back that turd. <laughs> yeah, I think he was putting on a jacket or something. It was like, a, like it was cold. So, I don't know. Whatever. I like we all I just, we all I, ended up in Cancun. 
true. We did. Um, all right. So you want to get into the Dynasty Royal Rumble? Yeah, sure, man. I'll do. Um, so wait, let's entering... explain it one more. T- let's explain it one more time what it is. Go ahead. You want me to ex- all right. So what yeah, it yeah. is basically is our version of the keep trade cut um, in honor of the Royal Rumble tomorrow night, uh, which is Saturday. If you're listening to this at some point during the week. Uh, basically I'm going to be giving and Rich is going to be giving two to three players and we're going to pick decide um, which players we're keeping and which players are getting eliminated, thrown over to top rope. Who's, who's getting out of here. Um, so let's, let's go with the first one. Who, what do you want to go me to go first? Or you want to go first? I'll go first. All right, go ahead. So <clears throat> entering at one, two and three, <laughs> we have, it's a, tw- it looks like it's a 26 man Royal rumble. Um, is it really only 20? Well, I'll I'll come up with some in my brain while we're doing this. There'll be, there'll be the mystery, uh, the mystery entrances. Surprise guests. The, (laughs) the, uh, the Pete roses, (laughs) the Pete Rose and the, and the hurricane helms. Um, listen, no, we're not disrespect. First of all, we can disrespect Pete Rose all we want because (laughs) we're Philadelphians, but we are not disrespecting hurricane. Stand back. Stand back. I can't wait to hear you say that 58 times tomorrow until he comes oh, out. Oh, dude, I love that guy. But anyway, <laughs> all right, let's let's give me the first entering, one. Entering at one, two, and three, we have Rasheed Rice, wide receiver 27. We have Tank Dell, a wide receiver 39. And we have Zay Flowers at 30. Yeah, so that's where they finished uh, this year. Um, wide okay. receiver 27, 39, and 30. Uh so this is this one was very tough for me. Uh, it was between two. It's between Zay Flowers and Tank Dell for me. Um, so Shoot. I really like I really like Rasheed Rice. Don't get me wrong. Um, I do think they are going to have an offensive facelift coming soon uh, with Travis mm-hmm. Kelsey leaving. Uh, Andy Reid possibly retiring. Leaving? Where's Travis Kelsey going? He could be retiring. Who knows? But like. Andy Reid might retire. So we don't really know what this Kansas City offense is going to look like next year. And people are predicting they draft another wide receiver. Um, So for me, based on who I really – because all three of these are extremely talented. You would agree, right? Mm -hmm. To me, based on who I liked coming into the draft, because since they're so close, you know, points-wise, I would go with Zay Flowers, personally. I I like what – uh, Baltimore has been doing, um, you know, this year, obviously they could be heading to the Super Bowl. I like his connection with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar seems to really like Zay Flowers. He had, he had a great season. Um, I think Zay Flowers is the pick for me. What about yourself? All right. I'm going to go the complete opposite of you. I'm going to go Rasheed Rice. Um, okay. I think Rasheed, they're kind of going to tailor the offense towards him. You watch the games, you see the, you know, the absolute highlight reel that this guy is turning into. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, and you know, he had a decent year, but there's only, there's only room to go up. You know what I mean? I so think that you could, but you could say the same thing for Zay flowers though. That dude is almost damn near uncoverable. Like they, they're, that dude is putting dudes on skates. Yeah. And you know what you're this, those two are the, obviously the closest with 27 and 30. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, you could go either way. Yeah. I, I would, just, I couldn't fault you either way to be honest. Yeah, I'm just, just going with him. Zay. Because, you know, and you have, uh, unfortunately, the best quarterback um, sure. of our generation, almost. We're ushering in the next generation of quarterbacks within um, with Pat Mahomes. Can't stand the guy, but he's good. <laughs> um, he just looked awesome. I mean, I traded for him, so I, 
maybe that's why I want him to be really good. Um, no, but he, I think he just looks good. Um, he looks like you he's ready to roll. As much as like you know, you and I had talked about uh, a lot of these guys, you know, last year, how much I really liked Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. I have no shares of Zay Flowers on any of my dynasty rosters, and that's no. not from lack of trying. It was just like either I picked too far behind way, yeah. where he went mm-hmm. or way too early. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like I had, like, I didn't, I just didn't have the chance to take them, unfortunately. That's the story of every year for me with mm-hmm. tight ends. Like, every yeah. single time I go to, I'm like, dude, I can't reach for a tight end right now. So I'm like, I'm always at that part where I'm like, dude, I cannot take him right now. Right. And then by the time it's my turn to take a tight end, I'm, I'm ending up with uh, Johnu Smith. Who actually had a, didn't have a bad that, season that, that year. bad, but still, <laughs> that was the first. Uh, yeah, my top I... three from that class was JSN, Addison, Flowers, and all three of those guys look pretty damn good. Yeah, um, I don't know. Addison did Addison have an all right? T- I didn't yeah, really pay attention to that much. Yeah, it's he kind of went under the radar, but he was really good when Jefferson was out. Yeah, that, I mean, that makes sense. stretch of games. Yeah. Um, you want me to go to the next one? Yes, sir. All right. So we have running back 20 entering at number four, DeAndre Swift going up against running back 23 of the same state, Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris <laughs> versus Tony Pollard at running back 14. Who do you, who would you rather have on your dynasty roster and who's getting eliminated? Who would I rather have or who do I have? Well, who do you rather have? They're the same people. I'm going Tony Pollard. Um, Tony Pollard, Najee Harris. I really am kind of like over him. Um, Mm -hmm. He's kind of, he's been underwhelming for me since really he came in. Um, Unfortunately, Deandre Swift, I don't think he's coming back. I really hope that God he does, but you go, we, we, you think he's going to go on. Uh, Okay. You said going to go on too. That was too fast. Um, Sorry. You know, you know how we know how how he works with with running backs. You know, we get excited with one guy and then he's gone and he finds another guy. Um, I don't think he comes back. I don't know what kind of situation he goes into. Um, Tony Pollard, I feel like does go back to Dallas. Um, I, I feel like that's, that's yeah, yeah. I feel like it's almost a lock that they may prioritize that. Um, within that offense, he he did he looked all right this past. You know, not not the high numbers that people thought. You know, he was he was going early. Um, first, second round in some in some drafts, but I mean not that high. But I think he kind of turns it around next season. Whereas Swift is a wild card, and Najee Harris, I couldn't be lower on. All right, to be honest. So we're going to disagree again. Okay, we're going to completely disagree again. Um, yeah, I'm going with Najee Harris. Believe it or not. So mm. you would be surprised to find out that Najee Harris is a year younger than Tony Pollard. Would you <laughs> be surprised by that? If you tell me he's 27 years old like last no. episode, I'm going to lose no, my no. goddamn mind. He's, he's 25. <laughs> and Pollard's 26. Okay. Um, so, that, I mean, that plays a little bit a part of it. But so going into last year, I think you and I had both. We, actually, yes, he was on uh, when I did the Cowboys. I had him as my doghouse candidate, Tony Pollard, because a lot of people had him as a, you know, a top 10 running back. And mm-hmm. obviously he didn't finish as one. I mean, obviously he's still pretty close. But mm-hmm. um, I, I just don't really, I see the talent, but like, 
I don't know if he's like a number one bona fide running back on a team. You know what I mean? I feel like he's a very good number two, you know? Okay. I, and you could say the same for Najee, but I, I, I mean, Najee, it seems like the past two years has started out extremely slow and then has kind of picked it up randomly towards the end of the season when it's, you know, uh, time to really start grinding things out. They kind of start feeding him a little bit more. And but I, again, when Matt Canada was gone, his mm. his points went up. So yeah, let but, me read you off real quick. Where did he go? Najee Harris. So the last three weeks of the season, he was 13.8, 24.2, 24.3. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I like Najee. I think he's underrated. I, I would like to see him get more involved in that Pittsburgh offense and I hopefully mm-hmm. with a new offense coordinator, whoever they get, hopefully they feature him a little bit more. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm going with just based on uh, a hope and a prayer, I guess. And I think Najee is a very good running back. It's just not utilized. But enough. You know what, dude? Jalen Warren looks good too, dude. He does. He oh, looks he does. good. And, and, and again, if you look at, if you look one, at, he's another one punch kind of guy, you know what I mean? Just like Pollard. Right. So I think the reason why I say, you know, Najee would be third out of these bunches because of that. And because if you look, if you look at, say, say uh, DeAndre does come back to the Eagles. So you mm-hmm. have DeAndre and then you really have nobody. We both know this. I feel like they we could, we could say we could say Ken. Well, yeah, maybe Karam, Karam. Uh, you know, I butcher names. Not not like Roscoe. I actually Ro- think Roscoe Johnson. <laughs> I actually think they would go for uh, a kind of a grinder running back. Like I a, hope so. Like Jordan like Howard, like I've been saying yeah. it for like... So we're going off topic again, but I watched uh, this week, Trey Benson, the Florida state running back. Mm-hmm. And that dude hangs and bangs. Like that dude is a uh, broken tackle run through the middle running back, kind of like a Jordan Howard. I comped him the JHI. Okay. So I, I kind of like that comp. Um, the only thing is he does kind of seem to seek out contact when he doesn't really need to, which the Eagles could use that for goal line purposes instead yeah. of trying to put Jalen in harm's way. But um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, we, like, but like I said, I think Swift because he was the guy, Tony power because he's the guy and then Najee because, you know, you have Warren. So it's like kind of like he's, you know, one, two, he could vulture touchdowns from you, stuff like that. So that's where I am with that. Okay. All right, for our next, next yeah, for our next round, mm-hmm. entering at number seven, seven eight, and nine, <laughs> we got Dakota Rain Prescott, we got Tua Tunga Bailoa, and we got Justin Fields. Now this one is is it's decent, kind of not not that tough for me to pick, but um. In terms of dynasty standpoint, I'm going Tua. I'm taking Tua. Um, he he kind of turned it around for me. He kind of proved it to me um, this year because I remember, you know, in older episodes we talked about, I thought he was done. I thought he was a hit away from being a vegetable. Mm. Um, you know, with that horrific injury, we all remember burning our brains um, when he got that concussion and his hands were all like that. Right. Was some scary shit. So to just have the season he kind of had this season and that is you have him at, he was at QB nine Dak was at QB three and fields at 18. I'm surprised that, that he finished 
um, as low as nine. I thought, you know, he, he started out, he out really hot. Fires the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He started out really hot and then started to fizzle towards okay. the end. Um, Justin Fields, I, I don't know what the hell they're Chicago's doing. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, even though he is a young quarterback, he's still kind of developing his arm. Um, he's a threat he's on his legs. He's made some progress this year. Yeah, he's made some progress, but he's still behind. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's why he's there. And Dak, he's 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 older. And um, he does have weapons. He did th- – he, he, I think he only threw nine nine picks this year. Yeah, it's a very low for Dak. Yeah. Because he said was, he wasn't going to throw 10. Bad. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually 100% agree with you on this one. I am going with Tua as my you know winner of this round. Uh, we both had Tua in our top 12 uh, dynasty quarterbacks last week, so and we didn't have the other two listed at all. So it would kind of be counteractive to both of us on our, our rankings. But yeah, you know what? I, I, Tua is in a very good situation. He has a very good head coach. He has an elite wide receiver in Tyreek Hill, and he has a very elite possible outcome in Jalen Waddle as well. Um, they have a better running game. I would say you end up with Mosert and Achain than Dak does in Dallas. Um, so I just think everything around Tua is better right now. He's obviously younger than Dak. Um, but I would I would definitely take Tua over Dak. And then with Fields, again, like you mentioned, you know, he's a real wild card right now. Well, I really like Fields and I, you know, I wanted to put him in my top 12 last week. It was just hard because I don't know what the future holds for Justin Fields right now. Is he a, is he an Atlanta Falcon? Is he a Chicago Bear? Is he, you know, a Minnesota Viking, which I don't think happens, but I'm just throwing shit out there. Um, I, I, I just, I, I want to see where he goes, but I think the pick for me uh, out of these three would be to, uh, uh, I would probably even lean fields over deck um just based on you know age and uh the rushing ability and stuff like that because who knows we might see Dak go back to like throwing 13 20 interceptions next year and i i hate that coaching staff mike mccarthy so yeah i agree two is the pick two is my guy you know we'll, sorry i had to go get a sweatshirt i'm a little cold <laughs> no problem but yeah i went with two as well um okay I'm, let's get a, let's get a tight end one in there. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. So coming in at number ten, uh, finishes tight end eight. Cole Komet. Then we got Evan Ingram, who finishes tight end six, and we have a wild card in Michael Mayer, who finishes tight end thirty. You know that kind of take that as a grain of salt. Little injured season, kind of a very tumultuous time mm-hmm. in Oakland or Las Vegas, whatever the hell. Uh, so you kind of take that with a grain of salt. You kind of give him a, a mulligan, I guess, for next year. Who Who is your pick for this one? So, unfortunately, I took Michael Mayer also in my in our dynasty league. I passed on all the other guys. Um, so that's brutal. But out of these three guys, I'm taking Ingram, dude. I think Ingram looks. He looked awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, watching him actually get an opportunity and get you know get rewarded for that opportunity um after signing the contract yeah, that's, with that's big too I, I, that's yeah because you know it gives a guy paycheck. a sense of yeah it gives a but it gives a guy a sense of you know he want he's wanted there um you know it gives him a chance to grow and flourish with my guy um trevor lawrence but you know i'm i'm going with him he he finished the year at t- tight end six which 
top 10 guy, dude. And he's, yeah. and I did not expect that from him. So, um, okay. I think he's only going up from here. How yeah, about you? So I actually agree with you. Uh, I, while I really like Cole Komet, um, I obviously feel like they're going to add another wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then that it's, he becomes the third option at that point mm-hmm. with DJ Moore at the new wide receiver, whoever they get. And then Cole Komet. Mm-hmm. And while I really like Cole Komet, Evan Ingram is probably the best pass catcher mm-hmm. on the Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. currently. Uh, and he showed that this year. And he was a, he was a pleasant surprise for me. I liked Evan Ingram, very athletic tight end, mm-hmm. uh, underrated, maybe just not utilized properly. And it seems like they kind of figured him out this year. Uh, so yeah, I would go with Evan Ingram. And then Michael Mayer, like I mentioned, it was kind of just like a shit season all around in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of give him a mulligan on that one. You know, Marrier was somebody I liked and you liked as well. Um, it's just, he's a wait and see right now. I just wanted to throw him in there just because they kind of have the same value. Yeah. But he's, uh, I mean, he's got to be, like you said, mulligan's a good word for it just because, you know, you had Jimmy G, who's ass. You got Aiden O'Connell, who my buddy says looks like me. I, I kind of see it. But actually, good question. Let me look that up. What? I'm going to look up what he, and I forget what he looks like. So I'm, hold on. I want to Ethan said he looks like me. So <laughs> every time he's playing. Hey, yeah, kind of. Does he? Like he has a, a little mustache. Bit. I'm like, hold oh, on. I guess. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to see. Let me see. No, hold on. I want to click on something else. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want him as a, like throwing a football. Cause you couldn't do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm was right, a, I was a flag uh, flag football quarterback. All right. So here is what Aiden O'Connell looks like, and you guys can all see what Rich looks like. <laughs> yeah. Dude, click yeah, on the mustache one. Click on the mustache one. Oh wait, I don't know why I'm trying to do. Hold on. <laughs> he does kind of look like you, to be honest. All right, that, that's yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's good, dude. That's good. Uh, but yeah, I I would say you know with and, and you forgot to even mention the coaching change in Las Vegas. Um, can we can we talk about that for like one second and how how, how absolutely ass Josh McDaniels is? Dude. Oh, he's awful. That's Josh. probably why we forgot to mention it. That's probably why nobody hired Bill Belichick because I guarantee guarantee. You he was like, I want Josh McDaniels as my uh, offense coordinator, and I want Matt Patricia as my defensive coordinator. Like, get the hell out of here! How and dude, they're talking about him going back to New England. How many times can you dip your pen in that? How many goddamn times? That dude stinks. It's awful. It's awful. All right, let's get to the. You want me to read this next one off for you since you read? Or no, I did that one. Okay, dude. My bad. Thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen. The Cuddle thing threw me off. Um, all right, so we got oh my god, I already know who the hell this is going to end. We have George Pickens at wide receiver 29 or in Mike's heart, number one. We got Debo Samuel at 15, and who do we get? Reed, Jaden Reed, Reed? okay, Mm -hmm. at 25. I thought so. Um, yeah, Mike, let's let's uh let's hear your uh beautiful rendition of uh your love songs. I know who it is (laughs) for me. yeah, so it's George Pickens. Um, surprise, I've surprise. A, I've never been a Debo guy, like, at all. 
I, yeah. I think, you know, he's, he's very talented. Um, he, he, he's a very talented wide receiver. He obviously finished. What did we say? Wide receiver. Um, 15, 15. So obviously he's pretty damn good fantasy football purposes, but I think George Pickens offer offers a much higher upside than all three, all three of the, well, out of the three of them, he offers the most upside. And when they put Mason Rudolph in at quarterback, which was not on my fucking bingo card, George mm-hmm. Pickens like completely went through the roof and ended up as a thousand yard wide receiver. Like I didn't think, I didn't think he was going to the, the rate it was going with Kenny Pickett and everything like yeah. that. But he had a very nice season. wide receiver. It says wide receiver 29, but I know he finished because uh, this is going off even based on week 18 when he had no catches or anything like that because um, they pretty much just did nothing. They already solidified their spot. Um, and uh, but going into, you know, the last week of the season, he was like a top 24 wide receiver. So. I think he has the highest upside. It's just they got to figure out that offense. Okay, I mean, I could see that, but um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Debo, um, but I want to get back to Pickens real quick. I just think the reason why I'm taking Debo over um, Jaden Reed and over Pickens is just because Pickens. I feel like, dude, he's 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 got everything a great wide receiver is, including the diva mentality times like a thousand. Debo's got that too, though. But he's not on the sideline throwing his helmet and throwing a bitch fit, dude. He's down there like, damn it. Like, dude, bro, grow up. Grow up, dude. Like, and I think that's going to kind of like really, really, you know, stunt his growth. I hope not because I like him. But at the same time, dude, that is what scares me away from him. And the fact that I don't know what the hell's going on in Pittsburgh. Do you think Kenny Littlehands is going to actually... Dude, I don't know. It was a little bit of a red flag you know? when when he was healthy and they didn't put him back in. Like they they continued Mason Rudolph. The offense looked different because he was just yeah. like, "All right, I'm throwing it 40 yards. Let's just see what happens." When you got it a guy who offense. when you got a guy who has to pick up a football with two hands, uh, I, I'm kind of fun. like I kind of want to stay away from him. <laughs> um, it, it's just I don't know. I don't know where where are they drafting at? You know, they're. Towards they're like kind the of end always teeners, they, right? Yeah, they're well, and uh, they made the playoffs. So yeah, they made the made, playoffs. So that's tough. Made, Let me look and I'll double check that real quick. But they're always in a position where it's like you're not really able, like where I am with tight ends. They're not really 20. able to. They're not really able to draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know they're second round picks. But like they always seem to be like they had been. Now now they don't really know what to do. I don't I think, think they Kenny Pickett's a guy. Line help. Yeah. Do you what? So, do you think if they take offensive lineman, do you think Kenny Pickett turns into someone um, of value, or do you think he should? That's another possible landing spot for Justin Fields. <laughs> that would be something, huh? Yeah, that'd be that, fun. That yeah, that that would. I mean, that would make me take Pickens. Yeah, I, I think, think so even too. yeah, even I took um, him anyway. I just think he's. I think he's the most high upside guy out of those three. And Jaden Reed, let's not forget this dude is fucking good. Like this yeah. dude can play. Uh, it's just that Green Bay offense. It feels like it's Dobbs, Watson, Reed, Musgrave, Kraft. It could be any five of those guys at any point. Yeah. And it's just like it's hard to it's hard to tell right now. Um, I thought I had Jaden Reed. Did I have Jaden Reed? I'd have Jaden Reed. Did I drop him? No, no, you didn't. Who did I have? I had someone. You have Dobbs, I think. 
I had Dobbs, I think. That's who it was. I couldn't remember which young wide receiver I had from them. Um, so, I like the reason why I'm taking Debo is because he's, you know, he's obviously his catch making ability, but also he's like uh, CJGJ says, he's a running back. So he ta- he takes snaps, you know, out of the backfield, which also Less adds now his production. Yeah. Um, he gets a bit banged up too. He does. Yeah. All right, let's get into the next one. This is uh this is just a two a two one. Um so this has been a popular conversation on the Twitter sphere, the X sphere, the X Force, whatever. Um Tajay Spears mm-hmm. or a late twenty twenty four first. So think of it as anywhere between one ten to one twelve. Or one nine one nine to one twelve. Would that be yeah. Hmm. Let's just call it. Let's call it. A, let's call it one ten on the dot. For Taja. let me ask you, where do you think Brock Bowers gets drafted? In the rookie drafts, yeah. Oh, top. So six. You, okay, that's what I'm asking. So if I'm like, if yeah. I have a chance at Brock Bowers, I'm taking no that. at one ten. No, if no, that's what I'm saying. I know I threw you through a loop there, but I'm I, if if I had a chance at him, um, I would take him. Tajay Spears. I'm. I think I'm. I'm going to take Spears on this one. I'm going to yeah. take Spears. Derrick Henry's gone. Um, you're going to have a young quarterback, young running back that he's going to slide into the, the you know the RB one role. Um, and he ha- he showed flashes this season. Um, some good flashes too. Yeah. Um, I forget where I drafted him. At some, so, I think I yeah I drafted him in. So I think they bring in, in another running back. Yeah, I do think. To kind of like you know, with the ACL injuries, it's he tore his ACL twice. Uh, he's they're going to bring in like a Derrick Henry esque type of running back, I would imagine, like um, a Rashad Tajay, Penny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tajay's more like the LaShawn McCoy cuts on a dime stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I, I agree with you. You know, I would go with Tajay over the first. And the reason I say that is because you know people are so concerned with his his knees and everything like that and. You know, he's not probably not an RB1, this, that. He has the talent to definitely be one. Mm-hmm. But right. my thing is, is we talk about it all the fucking time. Dynasty fantasy football is two to three year windows. Mm-hmm. You know, can I win in two to three years? Can, you know, because who knows how long your league is going to last? Because you have leagues all the time folding, you know, because somebody doesn't really want to be involved anymore. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. Right. I think Tajay Spears for at least another two to three years has running back one upside. You know, top, maybe not running back one, but definitely top fifteen. I, I think that's fair to say he's got the talent to do it. Yeah, I mean, and that's you know, watching him play, it kind of gives you the you know, wow, I'm going to take a chance on this guy. So that dude's fucking that, electric, man. Yeah, he's quick, dude. I love it. He's, yeah, he's I as quick as a hickle. McCoy. Yeah, <laughs> I love my Lashawn McCoy comp for him. Like every time I watch him play. Yeah. All right, so I like you want that to go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's me. Hold on. Sorry, I had to. I have to send a message. Okay, so, right, so I'll read this one. I'll read it for you then. Okay. Since you're sending messages out. Um, would you rather have who's getting eliminated mid first? So one, let's say one six. Let's call it one seven. Let's call it one seven on the dot for Michael Pittman or DK Metcalf. Which of those three would you rather have? That's actually, I think this may be the toughest one. 
Yeah, it's super tough. Honestly, it's super tough for me. Um, because man, I like Pittman, but I he's a free agent. I don't think he's leaving. DK, I, I like DK, anywhere. but he's he's got he's got me at quarterback, mid first. Um, you said one seven. Yeah. Shoo. So on it. Let's let's say. Do you want me to throw a player on there just to make you feel a little bit better? Who can I? Yeah, sure. Who can I have at one seven? Just based on some mocks that I've seen already, let's call it Keon Coleman. Mid first, baby. I'm taking taking Keon Coleman. You know that's my guy. Um, I know it's your guy. I get it. He's got he's got opportunity to be a one somewhere. Um, Mm -hmm. I think his ideal landing spot. Although I seen a mock with him going to the Eagles, that's Mm -hmm. not. I don't think that's happening. Um, ending up in Tampa, I think with the Bucks, I think that would be electric for him. It wouldn't be a far move for him. Um, you know, Mike Evans is going to be gone. Um, Chris Goblin, okay. who knows what's going on there. I think he's got, he can like kind of slide into the one there. So okay. I would take that. And you know, it's kind of intriguing to take a pick. Yeah, um, I, I could agree with that. Cause it might not be Keon Coleman, who knows, but right. I, I've seen some mocks where he's gone in that kind of realm of like one, one, seven, one, nine. So um, for me, it's Michael Pittman. Okay. Um, I traded in a league DK for Pittman straight up, and I feel I feel pretty mm. confident with that one. That's I feel inter- like that's an interesting pretty, move. I feel like it's pretty like even for the most okay. part. Uh, I think DK is like the athletic freak, but let's be real. Michael Pittman is probably one of the most consistent wide receivers in this league. Yeah. You know, and, and I this feel like Shane and offense looks like it. There's no stopping it right now, dude. I'm so goddamn healthy. jealous, man. I'm so jealous. Um, I think the Eagles kept the wrong guy. Shane Steichen is is the real deal, dude. Right. And you know, it's kind of fun to watch the Colts. You know, succeed. Colts are kind of like a team that I'm kind of like eh, on watching. Like I don't really, you know what I mean. Like I think they have a very bright future with Steichen, yeah. Pittman, Anthony Richardson. Taylor, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan, John Downs, Alec Pierce Josh could Downs. turn into a player. Eh, well, maybe, possibly. I mean, he's yeah, a, I, what I, is he? Second, third year guy? Second year guy? Third, going in his third year. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I I I would take Pittman in that scenario. Okay. Over you the, can't go wrong. Two. No, I really don't think you could go wrong. Mm-mm. So the next one would be: Would you take? A second, late, a late second, or Aaron Jones. So we'll call. You want to call it like an even number, like two ten. Sure. Um. So essentially, if you're calling it two ten, you're essentially a contender. You're one of the top three teams in your league. Um. I'm probably leaning Aaron Jones mm-hmm. in that scenario. Okay. Um. Because believe it or not, you know he's he's going to be. I think he's going to be twenty nine. He, okay. you know, he's an older back, but he offers. But if you're winning, to, yeah, if you're winning, it's it's worth to take the gamble, and it's worth to take a gamble on a guy who looked so much better down the stretch this season than he did in mm-hmm. the beginning, and that's when you need Aaron Jones as your playoffs because yeah. he's obviously not going to be, you know, if you're a top three team, he's not going to be your running back one or two, but he could right. be, you know, uh, a flex or a uh, a running back two in a pinch, you know. I think Aaron Jones is a good a good move for a contending team. I, I he's one of my buys if I'm a contender. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm taking Aaron Jones. Um, 
He just kind of is that guy, like I said, like you said, you know, he's not going to be there for, you know, the middle mid games. You know what I mean? He's going to miss some games middle of the season. But when he turns it on, dude, he turns it on. He'll have you know, two, three touchdowns in a game. Um, I think he's kind of also one of those running backs. That's like a solid point getter for you. Um, mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like a solid 15 to t- 15 and up. Whereas, you know, there are just guys you to, could... Yeah, you're just going to have to deal with those low weeks and those injuries. Yeah, yeah. But, like, even his low weeks, I think his low would be 15. You know what I mean? Like, uh, or it, miss. Or he yeah. or he wouldn't or he like wouldn't seven, play. eight. In, but still, like, it's not great. But, you know, when he picks it up, like you're saying, mm-hmm. it, it's, he's a difference maker. Yeah. For your team. And I think and he scores. He scores, dude. And it <laughs> yeah. seems like it seems like Green Bay kind of like steered away from AJ Dillon, which is weird. Especially no, he like was bad. With but like it's so strange because like like especially on goal line, like if you've seen this guy's quads, they're like they're like like tree trunks. Like this guy so, can push through the the line like nobody's business, but like they kind of are steering away from him and if he's getting up there in age, they're kind of like I guess they're kind of moving away from him completely. So the guys over at Dynasty DNA, you know, the guys we 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 talk to all the time. Those guys are great guys. States they, they they said he looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane, because Ooh. he he is not, you know, he's big for nothing essentially. He's not, okay. he's not that guy. He, you're not that guy. <laughs> so that guy, pal. Yeah, that, I that's, like that comp too. Yeah, what the Tarzan and Jane? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fun. That is funny. Um. That stinks though, because he's like, yeah, he's, he's he's enormous, and he looks like he can bulldoze through people. But like, I guess they're not really, you know, feeling him. But I mean, when does when does Green Bay really ever feel anyone who's you know an offensive player? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, all right, so the next one I got this is this might be one of the tougher ones as well. We got Bijan Robinson going up against AJ Brown. I put a, a wide receiver versus a running back in this one. Um, that's a that's a good one. Ah, man. Who's going over the top rope? You know damn well A.J. Brown is a big husky dude. He's kind of hard to get over that. <laughs> nah, get dude, over that I'm, gonna, I'm taking I'm taking A.J. Brown. Okay. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown. I'm not mad at it. No, because you've seen, you know, what he looked like in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And then they have that, you know, catastrophic blow up. Meltdown. As typical Eagles do. Um, I think him and... Um, Jalen get on the same page this year with whoever they bring in as offensive coordinator. Um, and I, I think they write the ship, come back firing, um, get rid of that dumbass screen game that they're, whatever they think is going on with the 6,559 screens that they throw. Um, and I think it just AJ Bijan really had flashes, but then again, Raheem Morris could turn him into Kyron Williams. Who knows? Um, but I'm going to go with AJ Brown. Yeah, so I, I'm not mad at you for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he is a top five, top six dynasty wide receiver, depending on where you have like Marvin Harrison and stuff like that currently. Uh, but for me, I'm taking the running back one in my mm-hmm. book in okay. dynasty. I'm going with Bijan Robinson. That dude is, you know, both are uber talented, but when you have a dynamic running back like that, I can't miss running back. What did um, he finish up? I forgot to write that one down. Yeah, you didn't. I don't have it here. I'm sorry to throw you, but um, yeah, throwing me through so many loops today. <laughs> um, now, mind you, he did have that one game where he only had like no points, 
Because, oh yeah, because he was because he was fucking sick, and it was my goddamn playoff week that I started him. Yeah, I know, I remember that one well. He uh, didn't feel he well. Was, uh, believe it or not, man, <laughs> for as much as like he didn't get a whole lot of work, he finished as running back nine. Wow. Yeah. And what did? As, do you know what? Um, AJ was a, I believe, top four or five. Let me double check. Five on the dot. Okay. So AJ finished with. 289 points. And then Bijan finished with 246, which, I mean, it seems like a lot. It, it is a lot. It's 50 points. Um, but we're going off and of not having a big workload, missing a game, mm-hmm. missing two games, I believe. Um, one, two, I forget. Um, so- I, I think I'm still taking Bijan. I mean, I, I can't, I'm not mad at you for that. I mean, it's a, he isn't, you know, a you know electric player. He's a he's a, a running back. Yeah, I mean, not yet, dude. Not not yet for me. I think next season. I think next season eventually he'll do it. But like, I'm not like completely sold on. Like you were sold on him week one. You're like, yeah. Like before he I, came out, I, you're like, still, he's the guy. It's still, he he looked like the guy when he was given the given the so ball. So let me ask, who are you taking, Jonathan? Are you taking Jonathan Taylor or are you taking Bijan? Bijan. Okay, I for, mean for for several reasons. Um, he's like four years younger. Okay, and the wear and tear. Well, take on AJ Jonathan out of Taylor. it, but I mean, who I looks think, be- I think I'd still take Bijan over okay. Taylor just based on talent. Um, but it's that's not super far off. Like Jonathan Taylor before this year was my um, running back two for dynasty rankings. I haven't okay. updated them recently, but he was my RB two. He'd probably he'd fall a little bit right now, um, but. You know, dude, the, he, I am going out on a laminate. I don't think this is a hot take. He finishes as the top three running back scorer next year. Possibly. Even I more. hope so. Yeah. All right. You want to go to our next one? Is this sure our last thing. one? Yeah, it is our last one. I'll give you this one. This is this one might be tough for you. Kyron Williams or Jonathan Taylor, like you just mentioned. Oh, man, just because... So, like, they both are kind of injury. I don't want to say injury prone. They both have gotten injured this season. Um, Kyron Williams kind of like really, really, really helped me a lot um, this season. He was my one bright spot in in our league with our running backs. Um, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking Kyron Williams. He looked electric, I, I, dude. I mean, he, again, he I'm looks... not mad at you. <laughs> I think I think they're both worthy of a top six, seven running mm-hmm. back. Uh, spot um i'm taking jonathan taylor just based okay. on talent um i think you know jonathan taylor missed a few games from injuries missed uh some of the season with that uh the holdout that he had i think if we got a full season of jonathan taylor with anthony richardson with shane steichen i think it's i think if the read option game on that team is going to be absolutely fucking deadly yeah Dabby, yeah so i like i think jonathan taylor is going to be I think Jonathan Taylor has a possibility to be a top five, six point scorer next year in running backs. Yeah, it, it, they both and both of them likewise have to stay on the field. So yeah, true, true. Yeah, All we'll right. see. We'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun and long off season, and we're yeah, you know, that's oh, for sure. You know, and we forgot to mention I'll be leaving for the Senior Bowl in a couple of days on Tuesday morning. I'll be heading out, so I'll be posting a whole bunch of videos. I'll see if we can get some interviews done. You know, I imagine that's going to be hard. Um, 
but you know, I'll be def, you know, send some questions over, keeping a lookout on Twitter. Uh, Rich and I are going to probably try to do something during the week. I'm down there. Uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, we're going to do the pod on Friday, but maybe we'll do something live, you know, just to talk about what I've seen one day before the podcast. Um, and maybe we'll even post that as the podcast. So just be on the lookout for a bunch of stuff we got going on coming up soon. Yes, sir. So you have fun. Um, take lots of pictures. You be safe. I'm going to be um, so much like I'm going to have a lot of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> absolutely, man. Uh, yeah. So you can reach Mike at let him let him know where you can reach him. You can reach you can me. Reach I, I said you can reach him <laughs> at Dynasty. I'm talking to myself in the third person <laughs> at Dynasty Dog Mike on Twitter. Alongside me, um, you can reach me at Dynasty Dog Rich on Twitter. Um, shoot us some questions. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Peace. Later.